favorite gossip, the F1 Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Grid Gossip. This is episode six. My name is Dell, and uh, I'm here with my quote unquote awesome co host, Julie. Wow, I got an awesome prefix today. I must really be on your good side. Well, it's it's awesome every every week. I just keep going with awesome. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. How yeah. are you doing? I'm good. Easing back into the work week. I was in LA this weekend with some friends. So I was a little sleep deprived, but the weather out there is just so perfect. Was it? I mean, it was like 70s. We were in Santa Monica and Venice. So it was like 70s. You got that beach breeze. It was delightful. Yeah, I'm not surprised, I guess, with the weather. I just thought there might be a lot of smoke with all the fires going on. but Not that I noticed, to be perfectly honest. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, Santa Monica's dope. I lived in LA. I spent most of my time down there. You really can't beat it. Yeah. How was your weekend? Oh, I don't even know. What did we do this weekend? It's kind of similar to last weekend. Like nothing crazy. We've just been chilling out. Um, you know, little C's doing his camp thing. On the weekends, he likes to get on that iPad and play a lot of Uno. So we let him do that because we can just chill. But um, I think we watched a couple of baseball games. He was watching like the he was he was watching the Olympics. He's been into that. So now that that's over, um, he'll probably go back to watching baseball. But yeah, we didn't do too much. It wasn't terribly exciting. Other than that, everything's good. Everything's good. Why were you in Santa Monica, by the way? Oh, just visiting friends. We have two college friends that live out there. And so the rest of us made the trek. And we got like a little Airbnb in Venice, which was nice. How was the flight? Honestly, from Austin, it was like two hours and 15 minutes. No fights on the planes? No fights on the planes. No, it's pretty low key. It was nice. Really That's good. easier than getting to the East Coast. Yeah. I feel that way when we go to Austin. It's so hard to get there, at least from DC. Yeah. The Austin airport is kind of bad. Yeah. That thing needs a triple in size like immediately. Yeah. Nothing else too much going on. Do you want to tell our listeners what your role in the upcoming nuptials is going to be? Oh, yeah. So... You and Brian, it was actually kind of funny because you guys sent me a text. It must have been, I don't know, how long were you guys waiting for me to respond? Just a couple hours, just painstakingly <laughs> waiting. <laughs> yeah, my phone was upstairs and I didn't, you know, we were having dinner and like messing around and I just, I didn't realize it. And then I was like, oh, I got to go on my phone. And I saw, I had a couple text messages, but I saw, you know, I had seven or eight from just you and Brian. And I was like, <laughs> right away, I was like, oh shit, like. Either we're making fun of Krista, but she's not on this, or or it's something with their wedding, and so uh, I felt bad, but I did I did reply. Uh, but you asked me to be, what is it, the efficient? Is that what they call it? Efficient. Yeah, I got to figure out what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> the efficient for your wedding. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm honored. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm very excited. It's not that I'm not. It's just I don't really get excited about this stuff until like right before it happens 
because then you overthink it. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I'm excited to do it for you guys. I, I did text you guys back and you kind of, you guys kind of just brushed it aside and answered some other questions. Like what was wrong with the first pick? Like, did they just tap out or they, they turn, <laughs> you the guys, first like, picks like, were like these strangers that our wedding planner sent us. And it felt really weird like watching their videos and having this like complete stranger that doesn't know us at all or like, you know, our personalities or humor do a ceremony. I mean, you guys did it, so it's fine. But I think like the trend now is more so like asking someone, you know, versus just doing a like a random officiant. Plus, it saves money. Oh, I was a save money play. It doesn't save Mm. that much money. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. I think for yeah. our wedding, it was like 600 bucks. It was nothing. Yeah, but yeah, you were our first friend and family option that we went with. Okay, cool. I'd um, I'd ask your sister. I was like, am I going to be the only like brown dude there? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's I'm cool. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if I am. I'm, I'm pretty used to playing that role with basically all my friends and uh, our di- so. Our diversity points for the wedding. Not a problem. Really excited though. And uh, I am considering cowboy hat, but we'll have to see how it goes. It'd be a good vibe. I, I would approve that, but only you because you're in like your efficient role. Brian is not wearing one. If it's 85 to 90 degrees plus and there's no cover and the sun's just going to beam down on my bald head, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be a great look. So a hat may might need a hat. be required because otherwise you're like, dude, this guy's wedding his balls <laughs> off. What did you do during um, your wedding? That was right in the heat. You don't remember? Like I, I was dripping. <laughs> I don't remember. I was remember. dripping. And then we walked back up the aisle after it was done. And I ran into like this little like room that was that had an AC unit because we were on the rooftop in Manhattan. And uh, I literally was sitting right next to this AC unit for like 15 minutes just trying to cool off. The hope is that, well, one, I was promised by the venue and our planner buildings will cover it. So we won't be in direct sunlight. And then... It'll be at like, you know, like 6 p.m. So it'll be cooler. It's not like it's a 4 p.m. ceremony. I'll definitely put some thought into it. I was actually thinking about it last night because I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And oh God, now we're like having him up at night. <laughs> it wasn't because of that. Maybe it was. I have no idea, but I just couldn't sleep. I was like, maybe I should just memorize the whole thing. Like how gangster would that be? Because I hate like having to look down and read it. It just seems like you're not prepared. But I think you could do it. And you have liberty to like slightly roast us. Not embarrass us, but, you know, keep it light and airy. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So anyways, that's what's going on. I'm very excited. Um, but what do we got? You're getting married in what, May? So I got some time. Nine months. Counting down. I was going to text you guys, but I thought it was weird. I was asked to speak at another Julie's wedding uh-huh. a while ago. And then that wedding got called off like oh, five months Julie. prior. And I was like, ooh, this is a bad omen, Julie. This is a bad Were omen. Are you going to be but- the officiant or like a speech? No, I think I was going to like read some out of the Bible or something. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to text you and then I was like, no, that's a that's a vibe killer. <laughs> I'll just save it for the podcast. <laughs> anyways. Oh, there's a snort. That's a good one. Thank you. So uh, anyways, uh, this is an F1 podcast, so I guess we should get to the business. Um, as you guys know, we are in summer break, so not a ton going on from a standpoint, really nothing going on. From a racing standpoint, we didn't really get any great news this week. So there's, you know, we're all kind of on pins and needles waiting for the Mercs to uh, figure out who they're going to go with. I was on pins and needles waiting for them to announce the second Austin race. How have they that not too. announced that yet? We are two months out. Yeah, that too. Uh, but I don't know. I think they're going to do that for sure. I think they need to figure out when they're going to do it. 
but yeah, that, that will happen. I'm sure. But not a lot of news on the driver's front. I predicted last week that it wouldn't be this week. It'd be really at some point tomorrow through, you know, next Monday. So I still think it's it's going to happen very soon, but we'll see. Um, but this week, what we wanted to do was obviously we'll cover the off grid. But I realized that we just haven't spent a lot of time on the back markers. Sorry, what is a back marker? What? I've never heard a that term marker? before. Of course you have. You watch races. So the back markers are the guys that are in the back of the grid. I've never heard it called that. And so when Lewis or Max or the guys in the front are starting to pass or lap cars, those are the back markers. Did you make this shit up? No. I'm Googling it. Do that shit. A racer who holds a poor rank or is lapped in a race. There you go. There you go. So I figured we'd give these guys just a little bit of love um, because I think even though, you know, we're spending a lot of our time on the guys towards the top and, and those storylines, I think there is a lot of cool stuff with understanding just, you know, who the who all the players are. Right. And um, there's really three teams that that, you know, have really dominated the back, which is, you know, Haas, Williams and Alfa Romero recently. And so I figured, you know what? Now would be a great time to just at least talk about these guys, give you some fun facts, share our thoughts on what we think about each driver, and really go from there. And it was funny. I was looking up some fun facts about some of these guys, and there's just a lot of shit I didn't know about them. So anyways, without any further ado, I figure we start with Haas because it is the American team. And um, when you think about backmarker this year, I think of Nikita Mazaspin. Mm, because he spins so much? Well, that's how he got the nickname. He was like literally just couldn't keep the car on the track the first, I don't know, three, four races plus preseason testing. So he got that nickname and it's it's been fitting, although he hasn't been as bad lately. But so Nikita Mazda's pin, it's actually Mazda pin, but I literally will say Mazda spin every time. He's one of these three drivers in the grid whose dad is, is a billionaire. Right. And so that's always got that kind of twang to it which is like oh you know he got into a seat because his dad's a billionaire and bought the seat and for the most part that'd be true in this situation (laughs) you know what i mean um nikita didn't really do anything crazy in f2 or f3 i think he had two wins in f2 but um this guy is on haas his i believe one of the logos on their car is his dad's company if i'm not mistaken oh really yep big time and it's very similar to what like lance stroll had with Williams or what Lawrence Stroll did. And I think Lawrence Stroll paid Williams $80 million for Lance to get into uh, into that seat. And it's really no different here. So he, right before the season started, he actually got into a lot of heat. Do you remember that? He um, he posted some like video where he like groped this chick's chest. Yeah, okay. like he, I think he posted it too, or maybe his friend did. And so you got into a lot of hot water with that right before the season started. And there were some questions about whether or not Haas was going to retain him. But um Money talks louder than words, as you know. A little bit about him. Two wins in F2, like I mentioned. Uh, interesting enough, which I did know this, but I kind of forgot about it. And then with the Olympics happening, I was like, oh, yeah. When these guys are racing, do you notice that it'll have like, you know, Lewis Hamilton? It'll have like the UK flag and like, you know, um, Carlos Sainz. It has a Spanish flag. Because of the Russian cheating scandal at the last Olympics, Russia is not allowed to display or fly their flag in sporting events until 2022. So next time you see Nikita on the screen, you'll notice that it doesn't have the Russian flag next to his name. 
Interesting. I thought that ban was just the Olympics. Yeah, so did I, but I guess it carries to any international or global type sporting event. Got it. I give them three years. So then the other half of Haas is Mick Schumacher, which, you know, this is a kid that probably doesn't need any introduction. His dad is the the famous Michael Schumacher, seven-time world champion. So Mick drives under the uh, number 47, which I, I didn't know this. And I always thought that was a random number. I was like, why 47? So number four was the number he used in his karting days. And that number is obviously taken by Lando. And seven was mm. his dad's number. And that number is currently occupied by Kimmy. So he put them together. Got it. That's very creative. Look at you, Schumacher. And we'll talk about Kimmy, but if he retires, I don't. I guess it's possible he could get number seven. I don't know how that works. Coming up, he had, you know, I feel like it's not surprising. These guys all come up driving tons and tons of laps. He had his first big crash at 16. He was a clip from behind doing over 100 on a straightaway, which uh, led to a pretty bad accident. He had a broken hand after that accident. And then, you know, the story on Michael Schumacher, right? Like what happened to him? No. Oh, man. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know, uh, so Michael Schumacher, seven time world champion, he got into a really bad ski accident where he was paralyzed and put into a uh, coma. No way. Yep. And this was, I forget what year it was. It was a while ago, though. And he's been um, in a wheelchair and I believe unable to speak although they keep it pretty private um since then so that's why you you never see like if you're new to f1 and you're like well you know where's his dad at like everyone else is in the pit like it's it's because of that accident and they they really don't bring him out um for whatever reasons they choose but they keep it pretty private so i would imagine you like mick more than nikita I, i feel like that's obvious yeah i mean mick is a babe he's good looking he's good looking dude there's not much you're going to get from Haas. It's just they're just not a good team, but they're the only American team. So they, they kind of need to figure it out. So that's Haas. Then you have Williams. I don't think we need to cover George Russell because we talk about him all the time. But you have Nicholas Latifi, who also is a son of a billionaire. He is uh, from Canada. His uh, his dad is, I believe, uh, Iranian and his mother's Canadian. He's got a pretty attractive girlfriend. I forget her name. Oh, her name's Sandra. Okay. But she seems, uh, I think she's a Polish model, aspiring model, at least, I guess. Who is it? Can you guess his favorite musical artist? Justin Bieber. That's actually a pretty good guess. It's Drake. No, oh, that's even, where is he hail from? Born in Montreal. So Canadian, it makes sense. You think he'll last? Like, I, I have my my doubts, but, but what are your thoughts? How many years has he been on that this team? This is his second year, I believe. I mean, I think it'll depend. I think that they'll keep him for another year. They probably don't want two drivers switch up at the same time. But then it'll depend who their second driver is. Yeah, I mean, I would be shocked if Williams doesn't bring in Bottas. I mean, but but I guess they've been talking about Nico potentially as well. And then there's that kind of outside chance of Gasly. Nico with the braces? He got him off. Have you seen him with him off? Oh, no, I Game haven't. Changer definitely game changer he actually posted about it it was like i just like two three weeks ago what did he call him he said i got the cheese graters off or something like that (laughs) i'm looking it up up. what's his last name holkenberg oh nico rossberg is like the announcer 
I always think like, wait, is that the same braces guy? And I'm like, no, they kind of look a little no, different. No, Nico was, yeah. Nico's oh, announcing now. LOL. Lol. Look at that. Snow chains Snow off. chains. Back to yeah, slick. Yeah, that's what they call them. Snow chains. So so that's that's Williams. And then the, the other major pack marker team is Alfa Romero. We got Antonio Giovinazzi and uh, the one-time world champion, Kimi Raikkonen. I feel like we never talk about Gio. No, never. he is always, he doesn't do anything exciting. Never. Like I even practiced saying his last name like 10 times before he jumped on. Cause I was like, you did a good I job. I don't even know how to say this guy's last name. Let me practice it. So Antonio obviously is the only Italian driver in F1, which is pretty significant because Ferrari obviously being the, uh, the major brand in the sport to not have an Italian in the sport is, is a little weird. So I wonder if that's why he's holding onto a seat, but Pretty good driver. You know, he he came in second in the 2015 F3 and 2016 GP2, which is now called F2 uh, championship. So, you know, he was a proven racer coming up through uh, the ranks. Any guess who he lost the 2016 F2 championship to by 12 points? Current F1 driver. I do not know the answer to this. Pierre Gasly. Yep. Mm, wow. Yep. So so Antonio's got some some stuff. Oh, I thought you would love this. So this is... I literally give you a thousand dollars if you can guess, but don't start, don't start Googling. I want a quick answer. If you can guess Geo's favorite animal, go. A bee. No, no, because you saw the outline. Shut up. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, I just assumed you didn't read the whole thing. I was like, There's do you no think way. that him and Seb talk about the bees? I don't know. I I would imagine so. I mean, he said, he said it. The bee is my favorite creature. It's an elegant and beautiful being, small but terribly dangerous. It shows that appearances can deceive. What looks innocuous packs a big sting. It's also a very strong animal which works in a team. I was like, well said. What? Yeah. So Antonio Gio loves bees. And we know Seb loves bees. So I hope they love each other. Mm. So that was uh that was pretty interesting. And then you have Kimmy. So Kimmy has won a world championship. I think he's going to retire this year. That's all the rumors coming out. He's, he's so old. 41. He looks rough. He looks stiff. Well, it's because he's a big party animal. So he's a massive James Hunt fan. And James Hunt is one of the main characters in that movie Rush we talked about. And it's really a story about him, his rivalry with Nicky Lauda. And James okay. Hunt was a 1976 world champion. And total playboy, like party animal, playboy, good looking. And that was his story. So Kimmy kind of took after him. And within F1, there's a very well-known famous story of Kimmy partying for 16 days straight between races in different locations at nonstop belligerence. And um, yeah, that's who he is. And then he, uh, in that next race, he still podium, still got a podium. So I That's skill exactly. I my favorite one is the the Monaco 2006 Monaco where he he crashed out and instead of going like back to the pits or you know taking one of those scooters back to the pits with the marshals, he literally in his whole getup helmet, fire suit everything, just walked onto his yacht and just started boozing while the race is still going. I, that's like, <laughs> like wow, give zero fucks. So. That's Kimmy. Those guys have been pretty bad this year. I feel like the car doesn't really have. It's not a competitive car, but I don't know. I mean, 
I think that'll be an open seat this year because at this point, it's like, what, why are you bringing them back? Yeah. I just feel like time for time for a switch up. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, so those are your back markers. Um, I, I had some notes on Lance Stroll. I'll just say, we'll leave it at this. He is also a son of a billionaire, Lawrence Stroll, who owns uh, Racing Point, which is now Aston Martin, beyond loaded, had a little bit of success. I think he won the F3 championship in 2015. So, you know, somewhat proven. He's been all right. He hasn't been that good this year. I thought he was better last year. This year he's been. That's what I think is most surprising to me about Lance Stroll. And maybe it's, I don't know if it's him or the car this year, but I mean, last year, I just remember him doing pretty well on my fantasy team. And now he's just like, I don't even think about him. He's so like Seb outdoes him by a lot every week. Yeah. Those pinks last year in fantasy, those were, those were steal him and Sergio. Yeah, like I had pinks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Pinks, pinks, pinks. Yeah. He, he hasn't been too good this year. Yeah. He, he just hasn't been that impressive. And then there was just like this rumor that like he was going to go to Mercedes because his dad and Toto are real tight. I was like, no, definitely not. I don't know. I feel like he'll be around for a while. I just power of money, I guess. But yeah, he, he hasn't been great this year. So those are your back markers. Uh, again, it may shit. I mean, I might not talk about any of those guys for the rest of the year unless there's a big crash or Kimmy retires. But like Geo, never talk about, don't care, doesn't excite me. Mazepin's, you know, he's, it was fun to make fun of him at the beginning of the year, but he's garbage. Mick is going to be fine. Nicholas Latifi's kind of boring. And uh, like you said, Kimmy's old. So they're the guys at the back. And, um, uh, <laughs> They are also part of F1. So so there you go. Moving on to our off-grid topics. Everyone's just on vacation. The one thing I saw on TikTok that brought a big smile to my face was there was a video of Seb, and he recited from memory the last 50 winners of the championship. But is that even surprising after? Just like a god. I love him. He's every dude. every week I get another new fact and he just me- melts my heart a little bit more. That's impressive. 50 people? I mean, some of them were duplicates, but that is a lot to remember. He must have an amazing brain. He, he's a good dude. I, I just wish he was a little bit more competitive. Like, granted, you know, Hungary is second place, although I guess he got DQ'd, but, you know, it was good. But, like... I'm kind of bummed I became an F1 fan when I did because it would have been pretty awesome knowing what I know now about Seb to have, you know, been living in his prime real time. Yeah. When he's in Red Bull, um, yeah. and maybe even the early Ferrari days, although, you know, obviously that stop wasn't as successful as they hope, but yeah, I probably will. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I'll probably go back and start watching those, those Red Bull dominance years where he was just winning all those championships. Cause, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely he's a cool dude. I like him a lot, and that was impressive. Although the first like eight or ten are pretty easy because what seven of them, seven of them are Lewis. But yeah. yes, <laughs> true. Um, but speaking of Lewis, he's actually doing some of the least interesting things, staying in Monaco. I guess he was spotted driving a luxury vehicle, but got a little bit roasted on social media because he apparently made a promise that he was only going to drive electric. Is that right, Dell? Yeah. So he, I forget the type of car, but it's, it's, you know, it's a very rare supercar, drinks gas, obviously. And, uh, 
Well, there's a couple things that were, yes, like he was driving it. Like I get it. Like he still has it. You joyride it. Like, I'm not going to knock him for that, but like he was coming off a like a yacht, but like by himself, no dog, no Roscoe, no girl, no Ange. I think he's just a loner. He, well, he definitely is. There's no doubt about that. And I, I can respect that. Cause I'm kind of the same way. Like I just don't need to be around people all the time. Like I actually like to do that, but I, I can't do it all the time. So I do get that. And don't forget, he had long COVID. So maybe he's just being super careful. But yeah, I was like, this guy just got off a yacht. One I'm- gas guzzler to the next gas guzzler. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. I just I was more surprised with that. Yeah. I mean, it just proves another point that I made in previous weeks that he's just contradictory. But also, it must be really hard to play my own devil's advocate it must be really hard to be in the public eye and like say something and then have like a slip up and not think of something you said, like whether it was a week ago or two years ago that people are going to like remember and then troll you for. Yeah. Well, that's just the world we live in now. So. Um, so Batas is in Colorado living the, the time of his life at some sort of mountain biking tour or race um cool to see him in america i guess i guess he's with his wife or girlfriend jennifer yeah girlfriend girlfriend so probably biking biking the weekend away red bull max is in some some island with kelly he was also on tiktok i guess playing a video game twitch and twitch twitch okay he was on twitch I guess Kelly's daughter, I think her name's Penelope, is doing something not not right with the cat. And he was just kind of like politely telling her, like, don't do that with the cat. Like, don't do it. Like, be gentle with the cat, which was kind of funny. See, like, Daddy Max in, in action a little bit. I'm also noticing that Kelly Paquette, her, her bio on Instagram says she's a scientist. Mm, debatable. We'll have to dig into that one a little bit <laughs> further. McLaren, a little bit quiet. Ricky, no clue where he is, but Lando's in Croatia, living it up with the bros, as a bro does. Pierre is also partying hard in Ibiza, it looks like. I think he has a girlfriend, but she looks nowhere to be found. Yeah, I think Danny does too, and it's supposedly like he keeps that on super wraps. It's um, you know someone from his hometown. Oh, re- really? Yeah, and I think I think that's why he's been off the... I mean, I don't know. Off-grid? But yeah, he's definitely been off-grid quite a bit, especially for someone as popular as him and his, his personality. His social media game has lucky been... lucky girl. Yeah, his social media game has been very light this year. Yep. Okay, and then who else do we have? Charles is in Mykonos with Charlotte. And then Carlos, you want to guess where he is? It's... With his family in Spain. Yeah, in, in Majorca, <laughs> yeah. as he always is. So it's surprisingly this week, not a ton of I thought we were gonna see some pretty good stuff out there, but I get it. These guys are in the limelight, they're under ton- intense pressure all year, and it's the first week of the break, and they probably want nothing to do with um that exposure. So I get it. But hopefully over the next few days we get that driver's market gossip to turn up and we get some actual hard facts because um i think once mercedes makes the decision 
dominoes are gonna the start cookies falling will pretty crumble. quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Yeah. We shall see. We shall. Any final thoughts, Julie? No, I, I'm glad to learn about what backburners? Were the, oh, is that what they God. were called? Back markers. Back markers. There well, we I'm, go. Now I'm glad I know this new terminology. And hopefully our listeners learned a few things also. There you go. There you go. No final thoughts for me. I'm happy to be your officiant. Yes. I've got plenty of time to figure out what I'm going to say, but that's it. Feel free to interact with us on geez, every social media platform now. Facebook, Twitter, Do you tweet, 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 Instagram. The good news is it's all at Grid Gossip F1. Drop us a review. Hit us with a rating. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Appreciate it. Catch up with you guys soon. Bye, everyone. Peace.